Hello, and welcome to another edition of the Security Ledger podcast. I'm your host, Paul Roberts, the editor at Security Ledger. Coming up in a little more than a week is the Black Hat and DEF CON hacker conferences in Las Vegas. These are some of the biggest shows each year for cutting-edge security research. To talk with us about what is happening this year out in Las Vegas, we've got Mark Stanislav, the security evangelist at Duo Security. Mark is going to be presenting at the Passwords Con as well as at DEF CON, and Duo Security researcher Zach Lanier is going to be presenting at Black Hat. Mark, welcome to the Security Ledger podcast. It's great to have you back. Hey, Paul. Thanks for having me. Good to be back. I was thinking as I was talking, as my mouth was running there, um, that Black Hat and DEF CON have really turned into, there's almost like a a festival of festivals in Las Vegas that have sprung up now around these two big hacker shows. It all started with DEF CON way back in the day, right? What are we at, 22 now? So 22 years ago? 22, yeah. Yeah. Uh, Black Hat kind of spun up a few years later. But but in recent years, we've seen B-sides, right, um, in Las Vegas, in, in the shadow of the conferences. Now we've got Passwords Con this year as well. So it's there's a whole lot going on uh, just that week in Las Vegas. Yeah, it really is. Uh, I think a lot of people refer to it now as Hacker Summer Camp. You it know, is, we all yeah. go, go, out, <laughs> go out to the desert for a week and you have you know, what, five, five or six big conferences you could attend, you know, any, any or all of them. So it's great. So, I mean, just speaking as a security researcher, is there real value for you professionally or personally in going out? Obviously, there are kindred spirits and it's Vegas. But aside from that, uh, is there value to you as a professional in, in these events, in these shows? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I think, you know, like most people in the industry, we're all reading websites like the Security Ledger to catch up on all the news we couldn't get to. Um, but especially when you have a number of friends in the industry, uh, you know, you, you might see people once or twice a year. Vegas is kind of a safe bet. You'll be able to reconnect with some people. Um, and then certainly as people change jobs and change roles, you know, you meet new friends as well where, you know, coworkers have overlapped over the years and, you know, see some new faces every year as the industry continues to expand. So it's, it's a great time to go and certainly seeing some some people in the industry present, you know, people like Dan Kaminsky always give like a really a stage show more than even a, a, a talk is always a lot of fun. Indeed, indeed. So let's run down, first of all, Black Hat, which comes first. Zach Lanier, who we've spoken to a number of times on the Security Ledger podcast, is going to be presenting with Kelly Lum, who is known online as Aloria. And uh, they're going to be looking at some code execution, some some exploitable code execution vulnerabilities in data leak prevention products. Uh, could you give us a rundown on that talk? Yeah. So uh, Zach and Aloria kind of, you know, over the years and having been in this industry and, and looked at a lot of uh, solutions across, uh, you know, across the industry in terms of how we protect ourselves might always not really protect us. Uh, and, and I think this is a great talk to show that, you know, adding another layer of security or another appliance or another piece of software may not actually always help you more than it hurts you. And kind of what their talk will go into is, um, looking at, uh, I think, four or five different key solutions 
and then going over the bugs they found in each of those and talking about what kind of threats are actually brought into the environment based on having a security control deployed in your environment. So kind of that chicken and egg, you might stop some data loss uh, in your network, but maybe you added a, a foothold for an attacker now. So Right. I mean, whenever you're adding any of these products, you're adding, you know, probably millions of lines of code, right, <laughs> behind these applications. These DLP products were all the rage probably about five years ago, six years ago. These really monitor your network, outbound network traffic and inbound, I guess, for signs that sensitive data is leaving your organization. Yeah, I mean, really at the end of the day, DLP does serve a a pretty useful purpose, which is catching accidental data loss. It really doesn't uh, per- perhaps catch intentional data loss or data, you know, uh, exfiltration as we call it. But you know, the, the people at a company who say, "Hey, I'm just going to upload this spreadsheet to this web server so I can go get it later today," or you know, just any of the normal day to day trying to get their work done purposes and often forget about data, leave it out there, or should have never transferred that data outside the network in the first place. Uh, DLP solutions kind of help wrangle that in and say, hey, maybe you shouldn't send that data out right. this network. Kind of risky behavior. Yep. Okay, moving on. One of the mini cons this year is Passwords Con, uh, Passwords 14. This is a show that really presents cutting edge research, security research and demonstrations uh, related to passwords, both hacking and and you know, new approaches for securing data as well. Is that right? Yeah. Um, it, I, 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 I believe this is the second year in Vegas now. Um, Adam Goodman presented last year, actually, right. who's also a, a security researcher at Duo. And if you look at the schedule at this event, I actually feel really overwhelmed to present here because the talks are so technical, a lot of math heavy, a lot of like just down and dirty data and like really just brilliant people presenting here. And everything from how to, you know, get another 20 million passwords cracked per second out of your FPGA cluster to, you know, what the newest um, password storage algorithm is and kind of everything in between. So really impressive list of people. And then uh, topics are just amazing. And what are you going to be speaking about? So um, I actually took a list of about 150 more or less consumer facing services and sites on the internet that all already offer two factor and work backwards from that list. So effectively, whether they have a good, you know, SSL implementation or they secure cookies the right way, or they use uh, advanced browser features like content security policy, really looking at kind of the holistic view. Of course, two-factor is super important, and it's one of the best things a company can do for their authentication. But if you take that and kind of cancel that, that factor out, no pun intended, what else should a site be doing to protect their uh, users? And so looking at all of those variables... And then basically, I'm, I have a, uh, a scoring algorithm that kind of gives a, an ability to apples to apples compare sites and services on how they're protecting consumers in the more overall holistic view. You know, simple things like uh, cookies, you know, cross-site scripting attacks are super common. Stealing cookies is very easy when you have a cross-site scripting attack in a, in a site. So the question is, are the built-in uh, methods to help protect against cookie theft if there is a cross-site scripting attack, are those deployed? Because obviously if you've authenticated to a, um, a, a website and they don't have kind of extra controls in there to prevent session hijacking, two-factor doesn't help once, once your session's been compromised in most cases. And for what it's worth, I'll, I'll throw out the, the winner, GitHub. Based on my algorithm, they scored a perfect score of 100. And so everything from their content security policy to SSL to cookie security, across the board, they, they had everything on that I checked for. So pretty impressive. 
That is impressive. That is impressive. Uh, any any low lights you can share with us? One one that kind of shocked me was Hootsuite. Hootsuite actually r- ranked the worst in the in the social media and really one of the lowest scores scores in general. Hootsuite's kind of a social social media aggregation platform. Yes, very very popular for businesses. So they they had a pretty low score. The one of the lowest scores period was Steam actually. Uh, the Steam mm-hmm. website that you log into as a customer, they basically had no extra points beyond the two-factor part, more or less. So, uh, yeah, it's really an interesting wow. range. Really, you know, sites that you would think would be worse or better, kind of surprise and shock. Um, so, yeah, it's fun research, and I'll be publishing this after Passwords Con online and hope some people get some enjoyment and get some insight on what people are doing in the industry to protect, you know, their users. You are giving a presentation at DEF CON as well, and I think uh, Duo has a table there. You and Zach together, actually. Um, what are you guys going to be talking about at DEF CON? Uh, so, yeah, Duo, Duo definitely will have a, a table, and Zach and I are really excited to be presenting this year. And it's really kind of, I wouldn't say a final uh, talk, but kind of a uh, good milestone for us in terms of what we've been doing with Build It Securely, uh, which is our initiative targeted at smaller IoT vendors to add security into their process and get InfoSec researchers to kind of help them along their way in earlier stages to better enable security for consumers down the road. So Zach and I will be talking about not only research that we've done uh, together, research that I've done previously as well, but also some research that we've seen other researchers do in IoT security. And it's really kind of an anti-pattern talk where we'll say, here's what the product was, here's what they did wrong, here's what they should have done, and here's why it's important. And kind of a good, just easy way to learn if you're not familiar with the IoT space, what things are going incorrectly. Uh, And then the latter part of our talk will be kind of a uh, status on, since we presented early on in February at Beside San Francisco, announced Built Securely, who we've added since then, what vendors, what researchers, what our progress is is in actually getting researchers' hardware to, to audit before it goes to market. So we actually have four or five reasons Reasonably, at least to us, reasonably exciting announcements for DEF CON. So really good progress in the last few months, and we're excited to, to be talking about it again. Well, I can't wait to hear about it because I think it's it's a really important uh, initiative and I think something that's kind of screaming to be done, but nobody was stepping up to, to do it. Yeah, no, absolutely. And it's it's, it's been it's been really impressive. Um, you know, we, we kind of went in with a bit of cynicism ourselves because we wanted to protect ourselves from what we thought would be a lot of, well, that's a good idea, but no one's going to do that. Uh, we've actually had way more success than we could have imagined with both vendors and researchers. Uh, the support from both sides has been tremendous and uh, we have we have a lot to be proud of and a lot to talk about, so it's going to be great. Cool. So, I mean, it's interesting. I was looking at the DEF CON uh, kind of schedule this year, and, I mean, one of the things that I noticed is there has been a real shift, even within the last two or three years. I think a lot of this is kind of ed- related to Edward Snowden and those leaks, but there was always a kind of give and take between Black Hat, DEF CON, and, and the authorities. And then, you know, kind of post-Snowden, there was a real uh, backlash. I know, you know Jeff really sort of disinvited some of the government folks from the show last year. And this year, there's a real strong uh, undercurrent at at DEF CON of tools, technologies to subvert uh, surveillance and to strike back at the powers that be. Uh, There are a lot of different presentations. I thought that was really interesting um, how you read that, if you've noticed that change as well, and and how you think, where you think that's going to end up. Yeah, it's... um... You know, after after enough years of anything, you'll you'll start seeing some shifts, right? I, I think the the overall focus of of DefCon and and Black Hat have really been supplemented quite well with the adjacent cons like like B sides and Passwords Con. 
And what, what I think that allows is having those additional outlets allows those events to continue in whatever direction those organizers want it to. Um, you're really not having to appease people like you would have been, let's say, 10 years ago. When you there was were the one only conference, sh- right? Yeah. Right, right. There's only one, one, one game in town, right? And everyone wanted it to be everything to everyone. And now, if you want to be kind of smaller group, more more maybe junior speakers, you can go to B-Sides and have a great time, see a lot of amazing talks. If you want to focus on just authentication and passwords, you have PasswordsCon. Um, you know, there's an IoT event that's going to be out there. There's all, all these adjacent ways to get your kind of cup of tea served to you in Vegas. And so DEF CON and Black Hat can go on their own roads, kind of continue the formula they're continuing. Now, certainly DEF CON every so often has a little bit of drama, whether it's uh, how, how attendees are being treated by each other or how attendees are being treated by the goons or yeah. how uh, for Black Hat, who's being selected. I know there was a lot of pushback last year that not enough well-known people were selected for Black Hat. This year, if you look at the schedule, it's a very familiar list of people. So I think yeah. maybe they did take some of that feedback in and say, hey, we're, you know, we're trying to uh, we should be trying to appease our own audience because clearly there's enough people here that come every year and pay a good deal of money to be here. Maybe we should give them what they want. So it's it's an it's an interesting you know set of paradigms and yeah no yeah well having having just ran a security conference I can tell you it's not easy <laughs> and certainly nothing on the scale of Black Hat or DefCon. But okay, so you follow the the industry. You are you know you're you're on the cutting edge yourself. What do you think are the big trends or or interesting kind of changes this year that you're noting at at these shows, what should people who are following it from afar, who don't get to go out to Vegas, but who are following it, what should they be looking for? So DEF CON specifically this year is interesting. I know my buddy Josh Corman, who you know runs the I Am The Cavalry movement, he really worked with Jeff Moss this year to get some tracks in DEF CON that really hadn't been been seen or focused on. So there's actually a full IoT track this year. I believe there's also one, I, don't, I forget if it's called personal safety or what, what the exact uh, wording is, but really about how technology is either impeding or helping our, our security and safety as people. So if you think of things like the research that Charlie Miller and Chris Valasek presented last year um, at Black Hat, for instance, that's a great example. We just heard about the, I, I'm not sure if it's totally confirmed yet, but the, uh, the Tesla car hacking research that the folks over at SciScan360 were putting on a contest for, for, for 10K, I believe there was a group of researchers that won that. So if we think a little bit more broadly, uh, you take something like Charlie and Chris's uh, research where it was very hardware-based, very physical, very, very gnarly uh, kind of research. And now you take things like Tesla car which has a mobile app and perhaps can be you know, controlled uh, in ways that the tes- Tesla folks never intended, really, uh, you know, we have an IoT device. That's, that's definitely not a consumer electronic device in the typical way. Um, and it's, it's an interesting time to see these two things overlapping. And I think DEF CON is on kind of that forward leading edge in terms of what people are thinking about and what I think we're all going to be thinking about the next three, four, five years, which is what is the overlap between our personal safety and the Internet of Things? How can we benefit from it? And what are the risks? And I think DEF CON's kind of taking that and spearheading it this year. Well, listen, Mark, thanks so much for stopping in and talking to us on the Security Ledger podcast once again. We really appreciate it. And we'll be talking again uh, come come DEF CON and Black Hat time about uh, what's going on. We look forward to uh, speaking with you. Hey, thanks for having me again, Paul. Appreciate it. Absolutely. Enjoy. Mark Stanislav is a security evangelist at Duo Security, and he was speaking to us today about the Black Hat and DEF CON hacker conferences in Las Vegas. <laughs> 